at SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. 11 minutes after 1 o'clock, this is SAFM's Life Happens, and my name is Pimelo Mutene. Africa's Open for Businesses author is in studio with me, Victor Khomeswane, and I want to ask you, before we go anywhere, do you think Africa is still business for us? It's always open for business. For Whether us? we're going to be people doing that business or others is, is up to us. If we carry on slaughtering each other the way we're doing, we're opening room for foreign interests to take over and dominate like they have dominated all these centuries. Hmm. The, the solution is in our hands here. We messed up. We got ourselves into this mess. We've got to get ourselves out of it. How easy is it going to be to get ourselves out of it? It's never, it's never going to be easy, but it really can only, get, it can only get better from here. I don't see it getting worse. I'm, I'm, I'm betting that we are still sensible people. I'm betting we have a state here in South Africa, we have a government that can operate, that understands what's at stake and will take necessary action. Whether that will happen is another story, but I'm an optimist. I'm, a, I'm an Afro-optimist. I never can bet on things going into, into nothingness, if you know what I mean, extinction. I hear you. I, I, I hear you. But I, I want to challenge what I think we have not been addressing. Right. So, I mean, yesterday we saw um, President Emeritus of the IFP yes. talking um, to a group of people who, who were not interested. Yeah. And, and we, you know, there are a couple of people who would have said at some point in time, this would have been the bet. He would have been the person to coil all of that. It yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. And analysts were saying part of the reason it didn't happen is because at the moment when you see leadership speak to people. Yeah. There isn't a sense that they are pausing to listen. No. They are, no. They are reprimanding, yeah. but they're not listening. Yeah. Let, let, me, let me give you an anecdote, a personal anecdote. Mm-hmm. 1985, 1985, I was one of those guys, you know, we, yes. who were looting. Correct. And yeah. mm-hmm. we were all stars. We were fast. Mm-hmm. You couldn't catch us. Mm-hmm. And we took advantage of any political chaos that existed. Yes. And we we helped ourselves. It was not political. It was sheer opportunism. We would go, of course, go into enforce consumer boycotts. That's how it would start. But we would get people, instead of enforcing the consumer boycott, some of us will help ourselves to their goods, and some of us will spill them. Some of us will do very horrible things, feeding people, people, drink stuff. Drinks, the jick and all that, that, right? So the point I'm trying to make is here, Anybody who talked to us back then said, oh, you kids, what's wrong with you? Don't you know the value of education? And we showed them the middle finger every time. In fact, we said liberation now, education later. Mm -hmm. That was not a reasonable thing to say, by the way. It wasn't a sensible thing to say. Mm -hmm. But anybody who did not understand us, who didn't care to hear what we had to say, that's what we told them. Now, if you're a chief, uh, and you go and you say, I want to talk to people when they are brandishing weapons. When you have a track record, by the way, <laughs> you have a track of record of being the leader of the very that, that people. Era, yeah. uh, now you are coming in and you are telling them what this, this is not about attacking foreigners. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't want to be misunderstood. You have a household mm-hmm. and that household has got 10 children mm-hmm. and it lavishes all its resources on two children. Mm-hmm. The eight go hungry. They are unemployed. They don't have education. They don't have health care. They have nothing. 
they are left to fend for themselves. You tell the two and the elite that you are neglecting the majority for 25 years. And they say, no, you are a negative person. You are not pro-democracy. You are a negaholic. You are a, you are a relic of apartheid. You don't appreciate how far we have come. People demonstrate and say, we don't have service delivery here. You, you say they are being manipulated by politicians. No, not only that, then, you, then relatives come. You understand? And the then house. relatives come from next door to visit. And you yeah. say, hey, why don't you share? with your relatives in fact you don't even know who the relatives are because you didn't care to check them when they come in at the border post so you don't even know how many relatives are visiting and you suddenly expect your eight children who have been neglected for, to be nice to the relatives to be nice to the relatives that's not going to happen now am i saying south africans should go and chop in people's heads and burn them and stone them no i'm not saying that I am simply saying, if you're going to stand on a podium and say, fellow South Africans, stop what you're doing. It is barbaric. You cannot. Nobody's going to listen. The real reason is this. Any system that has no economic plan for its majority, Karl Marx said this long ago, carries in itself a recipe for self-destruction. That's what we are doing. And if you listen to the National Health Insurance debate, how elite are saying no no we don't want to take care of those poor people if you listen to education how expensive education is unless of course you don't you cannot afford it and your kids are stuck in schools where there's violence if you look at it and then you expect people who are kept out of the game to be rational mm -hmm. you have a problem now i as an african am sad that the only people we are targeting here are those that look like us. And that's where the self-hate is. Now, Pimelo, you are an African. In our village, when you keep failing at school and your sister gets married and divorces and he gets, loses children and your parents die in an accident and your neighbors, you know, your cousins do, somebody will come and say, Bao lawyer. Mm. So somebody has cast a spell on you mm. and go and find a witch doctor, I won't call him a sangoma, mm -hmm. to solve this problem. Mm. Have you, have you noticed every time you go to that witch doctor, he will always say your uncle, your cousin. He will never point at, an, you don't at somebody you far don't away. You will always say your <laughs> uncle is bewitching you. So that's what self-hate is to us as South Africans. We are in desperate situations economically and it's not entirely our fault. Because there's been corruption here, there's diverted too many resources away from the cause. Our policies have not prioritized job creation or entrepreneurship. But, 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 we go to this witch doctor, and I say, I, I say that with yes, respect to yes, Sangomas, yes. because Sangomas are different. Thing, yes. Witch doctors who say your cousin is bewitching you. So your cousin is not going to look European, he's not going to look Chinese, although... There is actually an element of European, Chinese, Pakistani, and a whole lot of people. All the crime we are talking about that people are saying, this is people acting against criminals, are ignoring that there are people with criminal backgrounds and activities from other nationalities that are not being targeted. So I don't want to target anybody. I'm just saying it's tragic that when we are expressing or venting our anger, we target those that look like us. That's the self-hate I'm talking about. And that's where you realize how far colonial repression has scarred us. We'll continue with that, with that conversation. I want you to be a part of this conversation. 891 It's 19 minutes after one. Do join the conversation. It's going to be an intriguing one because we are still in that household. And part of the answer is yeah. if the people who are scrambling for the resources are in the house the relatives the sisters and the brothers yes. of course you're going to fight with them in the house you want to fight. i grew up in a family of nine children 
if if it was time to eat, we were sharing a plate. You better eat fast in the, the house. You're not going to no go fight with somebody Enjoying the cuisine, use some chopsticks. You better get a chunk of whatever <laughs> porridge and eat because otherwise the other eight are gonna finish. Victor Kamasana is my guest and he's with me all the way until 1.30. He's the author of Africa is Open for Business. The question is, is Africa still open for business for South Africans? Hashtag SAFM Life Happens. We continue our conversation and my guest is with me until 1.30. Victor Khamasani is with me. He's the author of Africa is Open for Business and you've heard him here as well on many other occasions on this platform discussing business in Africa in general. So I have asked you to give us a call on 0891-104-207. Add your voice to this conversation. I want to go quickly to Sandile in Peter Maritzburg. Welcome to the show, Sandile. Hi. Hi, thank you, thank you, thank you very much, Pamela. Mm. And greetings to yourself and your guest there. Yes. Hello? You can hear him, uh, Victor? I can, can hear faintly. Me? Okay, he, he can hear you. Go ahead, go ahead, Sandile. Yes. Um, I just want to weigh in in your um, discussion there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I was actually uh, uh, listening to your guest, mm-hmm. and I'm actually thinking, that if we can have our politicians to think the way your guest um, uh, thinks that, mm. I'm, I'm sure that we can be able to solve many problems in our country. Mm. You know what is actually happening in Johannesburg, like the attack to our, our, our foreign brothers? I always say, no, we can call it um, all sorts of names, uh, call it xenophobic and so forth, but that is not xenophobic. You know, we are fighting over scarce resources. Mm. Our people are so desperate. Most of our South African brothers and sisters are not working. And if I can tell you, um, Pamela, this thing is going to spread to other uh, provinces as well. Because when you speak, when I speak to um, some people in, uh, like in, in my uh, city, in Pitamarispe, mm-hmm. they, 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 they are also saying the same thing that. They are tired of these people who are coming here to take their jobs because they are starving. They are not working. You go to the retail shops here, you go to the wholesalers, you will find that it's only our foreign brothers who are actually em- employed in those, in those, in those um, uh, uh, retail shops or in those wholesalers. And it brings frustration to our own people. Our government must be able to listen and stop being arrogant. Because what is actually killing our government is the arrogance that they are actually having. They must learn to listen to their own people, people who actually who, who actually elected them. Mm-hmm. Once they, they, they learned to listen to their own people, I'm sure they will be able to find solutions to this problem. Thank you. Sandile, thanks very much in Peter Marisburg. You know what Sandile is saying? Um, I've been waiting for someone to say, we are responsible for illegal immigrants. We are responsible for the cops yeah. that's, that are in partnership with drug dealers. At no point have I heard one leader mm. say or take responsibility yeah. for how they are part mm. of where we are. Mm. I keep hearing, no, it's criminal element. No, yeah. we must stop. And no one is saying that's not it. But mm. where does all of this, when yeah. are they taking responsibility? Uh, I, I don't know. And leadership is about taking responsibility. By the way, this this immigrants whether illegal or otherwise well i would i would prefer an immigrant to be legal correct by the way here's an example that i i don't like to give mm-hmm. but i will give it anyway you know when you land in rwanda mm-hmm. 
as long as you have a legitimate passport yes. from any country in the world, any country in the world, they let you in. As long as your passport is valid. Mm. You know why they can do that? One, they're collecting $30 from you in a visa fee, which they don't even give you a piece of paper. They, they check your passport, ask you what you're there for, stamp. stamp your passport and take your $30. That's good revenue for the country. Mm -hmm. But the reason they can do that, Pemelo, is they know once you are inside the country, you are accounted for. Mm. And you would not try any funny business. Mm. I'm not talking about looting a shop or getting employment without permission. I'm talking about polluting. Anything. I'm yes. talking about throwing Anything. something yes. out the window yeah. to pollute. They will sort you out instantly. So because they can guarantee safety and security inside the borders, mm -hmm. they don't care who they let in. In fact, they see that as an opportunity to take you in. Of course, if you're going to work, they will ask the employer yes. to make sure that you are replaced in a certain number of years. So they will give you, say, two or three years if it's a scarce skill. Yes. They like you when you do. So what I'm saying is South Africa knows all these things. We know where the scarce skills are. We know what we need. We need the kind of professionals we are short of. We're not short of cleaners. We're not short of waiters. But we, we are happy to allow people to come in, not to study, which will help us to collect foreign levies from their countries. And if we are to let anybody in, and I don't have any problem with Africans visiting or anybody, but why can't we get their countries to pay for them? Because if I have, again, get back to the analogy about visitors, if you are sending your children, Pimelo, mm -hmm. now, mm -hmm. you're sending them to me, I'm your cousin, yep. you are going to say, I know they're going to be at your place for a week. Here's something to Here's feed something them. to help. I'm sure I would like to go to Zimbabwe and say, I have 16,000 or so, 100,000 Zimbabweans, only 10% of them can afford their private health care or have health insurance. So for each one of them, I'm going to charge you, the government of Zimbabwe, a certain percent. Obviously, Zimbabwe will have its own issues. But there are so many countries that would be able to pay for that only if we knew what is happening at our borders. Sure. Let's quickly go to Sophie in Joburg. Hi, Sophie. Hi, 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 Pamela. Uh, I'll try to be very brief. Okay, thanks. You know, I can't agree more with, the, with your previous caller mm. regarding the scarce resources. Mm. And that affects mostly people who, who, who live in uh, informal settlements, you know, yeah. townships and all that. Yeah. You understand? And most people uh, uh, from outside, uh, uh, outside uh, the country, in, uh, within the continent, mm. they, those that are struggling too, they don't go to your Fenton, mm. they don't go to your Rosebank and all those uh, uh, fleshy uh, uh, um, mm. suburbs. Mm. They go where the majority of our people are. And that is why, you know, there's this outcry. That fine, they've been living with them, with foreign nationals from whichever country, they're okay with it. But now the influx is just too much. No, no. You're talking about the, 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 the relatives that are coming in. Yes, but what is your country saying? Because South Africa now is becoming this, you know, baby. Everybody's accusing South Africa. What is African Union doing? Why are they not now asking those countries that your people are coming here illegally and they are occupying. It's not that the South Africans don't want foreign nationals. It's just their high number of them. So you know, it, 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 it's not, it's now it looks like South Africans are so bad. Mm. We don't want foreign nationals. We don't want this. And yet you can look at the border picture. African, uh, uh, our people from the African continent are all over the world because of what is, is happening in their countries. Mm -hmm. What are we doing to address Correct. that? Correct. You know, what are Thanks we doing very to much for that, that Sophie. I'm so, I'm so sorry we're running out of time. But I mean, you know, we were speaking about scarce. When, when you think about uh, on a personal level, someone yeah. who's been on the queue for an RDP home mm. for 25 years yeah. and is in a shack mm. 
and keep seeing foreign people mm. be occupying houses mm. and not only that they pass it on and 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 make money off yeah. it you have got to be sensitive to what is happening on the ground and, and i don't see why. that and that's corruption is part of what no, we sure. have created ineffectual policing yeah. law enforcement L- let's let me sum it up like this please the enemies of development are three poverty ignorance and disease i i didn't make that up i learned it from the mm. 80s mm. during political education poverty ignorance and disease mm. we cannot leave our people suffering under the weight of these three things and expect them to be reasonable having said that we are humans yeah. Every human being deserves to be treated with dignity. Mm. Whether it's a Nigerian drug lord or uh, or an illegal whatever, let's get the law enforcement to deal with them. And I will not excuse anybody who's going to pick up a stone and, and throw it on top mm. of another human mm. being mm. or burn their house or loot. But at the same time, if there was a time, Pimelo, I would like to see those blue light specials. Yes. Making a lot of noise. I would want to see them at Malvern. I would like to see politicians with those blue light specials going in there declaring that if you ever try to do any of this funny, th- I want to see those Roy Falks that are idle wherever they are to be patrolling these townships, these areas where violence is flaring up because one death of a human being, African or otherwise, yeah. is one death too many. And in fact, unfortunately, today we had the stats coming out of the minister yeah. who says now we have got a count of 12 people. Early it was 10 people yeah. and of the 10, yeah two were foreign nationals yeah. the rest were south africans exactly this which chaos shows you, is all of our problems which shows you we are we are we are wiping ourselves out anyway thank you so much for coming in i mean it's went by so quickly i would love to have you another time victor khamaswani who is a author of africa is open for business it's now 1:30 let's get the very latest in headlines with utsile saku